just realized we forgot to do an intro to the podcast, didn't we? Did we? Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Shut Up and Sit Down podcast, the world's only podcast that's all about board games, board games, and Matt Lee's scrambling around on a stage trying to set up a audio recorder and getting water. <laughs> Stay hydrated, brother. We're going to talk about several different board games, and they're all very good. Are they? Probably. <laughs> but before we start talking about board games, we're going to talk about a question. And that question is, did we play Cosmic Frog? <sighs> Maybe. So this is a, an odd one. We're, we're going to try and unpick this. <laughs> and Ava's going to try and come up with an answer to whether or not it happened. But you can help as well. Did we play Cosmic Frog? Cosmic Frog is a board game, just to clear up, you know, the, maybe potentially there's going to be some confusion there. Cosmic Frog is a board game in which you get to be frogs and you kind of go across the galaxy eating stuff. Now, the problem is we got the game at about maybe 11 p.m. Yeah. We were very sleepy. Yeah. We had some pints of beer. I'd had a, at least a couple of gentleman drinks. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was me learning how to play it, which yeah. I'm not the best at, but I decided I was going to try and do it. Mm -hmm. And that involved me looking at this manual, which was one of the densest text-based things I've ever seen in my life, and not what I was expecting <laughs> for a game about being frogs. Yep. And then had to go and sort of sit in the corner of the room facing a wall like, yeah. a, like a naughty child. Yes, you had been a very bad boy and you had to learn all about frogs. And it was, it, it really worked actually, because to be honest, like, you know, Quinns, who sadly couldn't be here this year, he always has this thing of, he's like, I'll learn this fast, and then sits there looking at it, looking stressed. And then realizes after about 10 minutes, oh, actually, I can't do this while I'm on a table with people talking. Moves over to another table and then sits there on his own looking stressed. He's doing this. <laughs> it's like, it's the Quinn's pose. <sighs> and then lots of very nice, kindly people don't see what he's doing and come up and say hello to him. And he's always yep. very lovely, but he's like, oh, I can't. Oh, no. So my tactic was if I just go and sit really quite far away from everyone yep. on a chair facing a wall. People will assume corner, you're having a breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> and you were. And I was. And the great thing was, no one came over to talk to me and distracted my flow. Lots of people took photographs of me. <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah, it was a good opportunity to make fun of you online. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite part of the process of learning that game, though, was sitting there, partially having a bit of a breakdown, trying to learn the rules to Cosmic Frog, and partially laughing out loud at some of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever read in a rule book. But yeah. my favorite bit was when you came over to me and very gently put a hand on my shoulder and said, Matt, you're like, you don't have to learn this if you don't you know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's late. We could just, you can stop. You can go to bed. I, I don't know okay. how. We could go to bed now. And I don't know how long I'd been there for. You know, it's, it could have been no. hours. It felt like hours. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why we're not sure. Did we play Cosmic Frog? Because we were all so tired that at the point after I taught it, that everything seems like a bit of a blur and the game seems so unlikely in many regards that maybe we just hallucinated. Yeah, there was a sort of group crazy hallucination. We should preface this by saying, don't take any of these opinions like at face value yeah. because we played the game wrong. We played it tired. And I think we, we even we set it up wrong. And mm. Matt didn't explain how the actual turn structure works until about 20 minutes into the game. Yeah, yeah. I, I get fixated on the wrong details sometimes. Yeah, but when those details are cool frogs in space, you like, you know. Shall I give them the teach? Give them the, well. <laughs> well, <laughs> so. <Can you? laughs> So basically, we're all frogs. We're on a thing called the Shard. There's loads of different bits of like a terrain in space, but some of the terrains are, are thicker than others, and some are just little thin bits of terrain. And effectively, as frogs, you hop onto them. But before that, you might be in the ether, which is kind of like space. Yep. The frogs can hop in and out of the ether, 
And sometimes they get into fights and they punch the other frogs off of the landscape into space. But then sometimes the frogs punch each other in space, at which point they kind of get knocked down to the outer dimensions where they don't yeah. really exist anymore. But then they slowly come back until they return into space, reborn as a new powerful frog. I've read and, the headache. And I, <laughs> really, it's very simple. Like when you land on, a, on a, a land, like the mountains or a desert, you consume it into your frog gullet. Yep. And then uh, you have to regurgitate them out into a special locked vault <laughs> rather than putting them into your stomach because, yep. of course, the stomach of a cosmic frog is a, uh, a star that burns with an intensity that will burn all matter. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the game. Yeah. <laughs> Just roll the dice, let's play. Just roll the dice, let's play. Um, it's... Yeah. What? <laughs> this is why what, we're not uh, sure. To this be is clear, what... I didn't play Cosmic Frog last night. I know that for a fact. And we're not sure if we did. We're not, you know, we're not sure if we did either. Because what, I mean, it doesn't. No, what? 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 Gullet. The, the... the gullet goes to the vault, not your. That's not a... only. That's no, not no, a no, no, no. Only if you disgorge it. <laughs> but then, obviously, the lands that you disgorge into your vault are locked and cannot be stolen by other frogs unless, unless... they knock you into the outer dimensions. At which point, you don't really exist as much. So they can pilfer the lands from your vault into their gullet. And here's the thing: <laughs> when you <laughs> what? Here's it's the taken thing. Taken you that long to get to the thing? <laughs> here's the thing: when you put things in. To your vault from your gullet, you have to empty your gullet from the top down, like normal. <laughs> and then you want to sandwich the different types of terrain up. So you want to have a thick desert and then, no, a thin desert, then a thick desert, thick desert. and then a thin desert. You want to make a little sandwich of the terrain types. Because that creates a vault siphon. Allowing you to siphon your omega oomph energy. Yep. Back no, out. No, you're making that up. You, are, you, you must be making did that up. Did we play this? <laughs> did, did somebody spike our drink? <laughs> I'm quite worried that you spiked my drink now and I'm about to have a horrible podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's quite interesting. We didn't really play much of it. No, we didn't really play it at all. We sort of just sort of role played a board game, I think. <laughs> there was, me, yeah, I think my, my general vibe of it was it felt like uh, somebody had taken Cosmic Encounter, yep. made it so that you're frogs. Mm -hmm and kind of infused it with wrestling energy. It felt very wrestling. It had a thing where like you were basically knocking people out of the ring, or it had a thing that was basically like bouncing off the ropes. But the difference is you bounce outside of reality into the aether and then bend through space time and then come back bouncing off the ropes on an entirely different part of reality. And you're like, I'm and back. Then, and then you punch a frog. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Frog Super Smash Bros. Like if you hit someone hard enough, it will fly off of this piece of space debris and like sort of tumble through space forever. And they will return, perhaps, a Stronger. more powerful frog. Oh than yeah, before. you mutate when you're in the outer dimensions, don't you? <laughs> yeah, you you do. Or when things happen, it was it was strange. It was quite an unusual game. Uh, we didn't really. Yeah, it was it was odd. But we're not entirely sure if any of that was real. But we're looking forward to checking it out again at some point. Yeah, one day we'll be able to deliver some actual sort of cosmic frog opinions on whether it A, is a real game, and B, if it's fun. I had fun. And I want to put a thank you about Tav, who kindly lended us his thank copy you, of the game so we can have a go at it. Because yeah. I was like, ah, cosmic frog! We kind of realized at the end of the day that we had a podcast tomorrow and we didn't have any games to play. So Matt very kindly just ran around trying to pry a game off someone's hands so that we could then play it and have a nice time. Yeah, just hovering over people's tables and saying, can I have your game? Please. I'll give it back. 
Should we talk about another game? I almost put googly eyes in the lid of the box. <laughs> and Tom had to stop me. He's like, don't, you can't do that. People are very precious about their cosmic And I was there like with my frog's looking eyes going, I put them on the inside <laughs> of the box on the cardboard bit. That would be fun. And, but it was not a good idea. I have no tolerance I did peel them back out very carefully. No. Should so, we talk uh, about how we failed to make a bus route? Yeah. Ava. Uh, oh no, that's my job. <laughs> <laughs> so Ava very kindly taught us this game, which means you can probably explain roughly how it works. I don't know. Now I'm worried I'm going to get everything caught in my gullet, which has to be done from the top down. And I'm not even talking into my mic properly. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Let's Make a Bus Route is not called Let's Make a Bus Route. No. Oh no. yeah. It's now called Get On Board. It was Tokyo called Let's London. Make a Bus Route. Oh. It was called Let's Make a Bus Route in the Japanese version. Um, and it is now just called Get On Board, which is nice. It's got a box and there's buses. <laughs> look, look. Thank you very much. They uh, took like five minutes and you know nothing about Cosmic Frog. <laughs> in 12 seconds, I told you that I just, it's in a box. I, I, just love that, I just love that your clear anxiousness to explain all of the details of the game properly is like, right, starters, it's in a box. <laughs> Some games aren't. You remove it from the box. <laughs> Unfurl. Okay, no, let's, let's, let's do this. So, you're making buses. No. You're making bus <laughs> routes. Um, and it's kind of a flip and write type game. You know, that sort of game where you flip or roll and then write something. Except there's no pens. So, it's not a flip and write. It's a flip and put a little wooden thing on the thing. And you're all drawing on the same thing, except it's not drawing, it's putting wood down. You are building bus routes across a map of a town. Wow, that was so much easier. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's effectively the shared board. Shared board, where you're everyone's doing the bus building routes. bus routes. So you're kind of rival bus companies. You each start from somewhere. There's a little bit of card shuffling at the beginning. And then you, everyone draws a bus ticket. And that means that each person gets some combination of roads and corners mm. that they are allowed to use to navigate wherever they're going. And it's, it's fine, because that's simple, because you're only going two little lines, or one little line, or three little lines, but you have to do the corners that it tells you to do, unless you tick a little box that says you're losing points. Mm. Yeah, and you have to be like, I don't want to do that, I need to go in a straight line, so I'm going to break the bus laws, and I'm going <laughs> to drive using a different route, which is what all the cool bus drivers do, yeah. I think. But there is also there. One, there's also one bus law that just immediately loses you the entire game. Oh, yeah. And it's like quite aggressively in the manual. Just like, no, stop, put that down. You're not allowed to do anything anymore. That's effectively a crash. Um, so, yeah. So, you're just laying a bus through and you're, at each intersection there is something. There might mm. be a traffic light that lets you go an extra step further. That's great. You're going, you're going forwards. Um, uh, you might pick up a passenger, you might drop them off at a landmark or take a businessman to an office, but the businessman gives you a grandma when you drop them off. <laughs> that that um, whole system was very interesting. The startup culture in London has really, has really shifted <laughs> dramatically. But if you, if you get enough businessmen, the grandma turns into a, a tourist and then a student. Yeah, no, and those students the are the only mechanism. students on the graduate program which allow you to circle off Special students on your little board. This is like cos this is cosmic frogish, but it's <laughs> true. But it's yeah. true. It's a game that's much harder to teach than it actually is to play, apart from the fact that it's hard to play, not because it's hard, but because you will hate it. Mm. Because there is just punishment around every corner. Like you look at it and it's like, oh, there's loads of roads here. You can go in roads that other people have gone on. It costs a little bit. You'll lose a little bit of points if you do that a lot. 
there's heavy traffic and stuff. Um, but you're just going and you're just like, oh, right, it's okay. I'll just collect a little grandma. Yeah. I'll just get a student and then I'll get a university. Um, which all sounds great, but it isn't. I mean, it is great. <laughs> you can only do It's one of the things where I think with lots of games like this, you think, oh, there's all these things I could do, but you only get to do some of them. Oh, well, I didn't manage to do this. Well, this is like, I did like 20% of the things, I think. Yeah, it yeah, was very yeah. much like, oh, I was expecting to be able to make a better bus route than this. Yeah, <laughs> and it's basically this trap that because every intersection has something that it's going to be giving you, you will look at the board and think, right, I want that, and I want that, and I want that, and I want that, and I want that. So I've just got to build a bus route that goes around there. Forgetting that there's 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 extra points if you build mm. a, three different destinations around the place and actually have a coherent yeah. So everybody bus route. gets a card that tells them three places and you want to get your bus route to go through all those spaces at some point. Yeah. And then the key thing on the little player sheet that you have was you get to circle around the passengers as you pick them up. But then when you go past the place that they want to go to, because they're not real people. It's a bit like people in like SimCity where they're just like, I work in a factory, so I get off here yeah. at any factory. <laughs> just want to clarify that no, just want to clarify that no people have been like pulped and put <laughs> into the box and paper. No real people were hurt in the making I, of this I, game. I don't know. I don't feel <laughs> oh, we can yeah, make that no, kind of promise, yeah. frankly. The thing that was strange about it though is that because of that system where you bring a passenger to a stop where you then drop them off, I think the friend that we were playing with, Drew, brought a single businessman to a single office three times. Three completely empty buses with one guy on them. I've been on that bus. <laughs> Usually at about five in the morning, but I've been on that bus. And you're so hungover. Yeah, half a kebab, <laughs> a broken fork missing three bits of plastic from it. And a broken heart. That I've eaten. <laughs> uh, I didn't eat my broken heart. And this is it, right? Because with, uh, with some of the passengers, what that is, is that you're picking up businessmen and then you drop them off at an office which means that you want everything, but you don't want everything right now. You want yeah. some things later, so you end up going a circuitous route around. And then you realize if you've circled around, the thing that will get you fired from the bus company, kicked off the table, like thrown out of the convention, is, <laughs> I don't think that's a rule actually, um, is that if you cross over yourself, you can cross over yeah. other people. If you cross over yourself, if you make a circular bus route, you're out of there. That's you the point where the you realize you're again, not like... a bus planner. You're, you're actually the snake from Nokia's snake. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I think it's interesting that there's this let's game. Let's build a bus snake. <laughs> <laughs> let's build a big snake. I think that'd be great because especially, you know, I did think that of the types of people you're picking up and circling, both the tourists and the businessmen are both two types of men that both look like assholes. <laughs> so I'd much prefer it if you were just like a big snake going around London eating yuppies <laughs> and like vomiting, <laughs> vomiting them up at their office as a yeah. warning to other businessmen. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away from the snake. We own this town now. I play that. I mean, I play this. It's, it's very good. And I mean, I, yeah. I, I liked how horrible it was. Isn't it funny though? There's this and there's bus. Two games, mm. ostensibly, that should driving buses around and dropping off passengers should be quite fun, both what? quite brutal. The fact that someone we were playing with halfway through the game was like, oh, I'm out. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've, I've closed myself into a circle. There's six turns left, but I'm done. They were then playing the film Speed, where it's like knowing <laughs> that there's nowhere they can go and all they can do is just hurtle towards a wall at some point. <laughs> hurtle towards themselves. Yeah, in the past? Yeah. I don't know. Um, interesting little game and actually beautiful production. I love that the little bus tickets will have like little holes in, like they've been punched. Yeah, 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 there's so very many sweet cute little touches and all of the components and the design and the look of it is really sweet mm. and everything is quite clear. 
the, the rule book like makes it quite hard to teach on your first go, but once you've kind of got an idea of what it's doing, it's it's just great. Yes, yeah, Peachy. You can simple. jump into bus hell at any time. Yeah. Mm. Should we talk about the next game? Yeah. But I know nothing about, so I'm just going to sit back. You weren't there. I'm Tom. sorry. It's fine. Yeah. yeah Let's talk about fun. Tiny Islands. Tiny Islands was a little game that we played. And it was quite simple and quite sweet, really, but also quite mean. Oh, my word. This was a game that, like, it felt like a lie. <laughs> like, I don't, <laughs> I don't think I've ever felt so misled by the appearance of yeah, a game. Yeah, right. But um, I, was, I was really chuffed because I was like, eh, I'm not interested in this at all. And then after playing it a few rounds, I'm like, I like this. This, yeah. is, this is horrible. <laughs> Effectively, it's, um, oh, it's like Carcassonne, but wet and nasty. There, yes. aren't, there aren't any kids in the room, are there? <laughs> um, effectively, we were taking it in turns to place these tiles that were making islands um, and making these little archipelagos and lots of different islands. And what we were trying to do was in these different rounds, we had these little cards that showed us what we had to do to, in order to get any points and then what points we would get if we'd met this criteria using another criteria for the points. Now, that sounds complicated, but it's like, your island has to have four of these flowers on it. And it's like, hey, if it did, then for every flower on that island, you get a point. Pretty simple. Yeah. But then the problem is we're all just building these little islands together and people are doing things to your island that you don't really want them to. And then also everyone's got these flipping little tokens that allow you, <laughs> we were looking up in the rules, we're like, oh, we're not sure if you have to like put them on the other resources or if you can. It's like, no, you must. So you have these little tokens that allow you to just change a resource on any of the places into another resource, which is very useful for you. But someone else is like, they were my little green plants. I needed them <laughs> on my island to get some points. And then secondly, you can only score each island once in the whole game over the four rounds. Which means in the first round, you put your little building on the island, you're like, great, get some points. I, I was so happy after the first round. You got made so this, shafted. I made this enormous... <laughs> it was amazing. That wasn't why I was happy. Um, <laughs> we can edit that out, right? None of these <laughs> people these are going to see that. <laughs> you didn't hear that. Um... At the end of the first round, like I'd built this enormous island and it was perfect. Like I'd put everything on there to absolutely get like a shed load of points. The person who triggered the scoring got like two points for triggering the scoring and then realized they weren't going to get any points. No one else get any points. And I was just like, this is my game. I know what's going on here. I've got this. I've got this in the bag. What I didn't realize, because you can only, because you can only build score each island once per game, I had created a massive gold mine of points that everyone else was going to get to score later after making it bigger. Yep. So it's called Tiny Islands, and it kind of lures you into thinking, aha, I know Carcassonne, I want yeah. to build a nice big castle. Big castle. I mean, it kind it's of, not a castle, it's an island. The, so clue, the clue was in the name, Tiny <laughs> Islands. So it's really a game about like getting yourself the right amount of options and then closing them down yes. and sealing them off so that you know, right, that is mine. And I think my favorite point in this game was when Ava realized that she couldn't ever score this beautiful island that she'd mostly built ever again. And we were all like, well, we'll have some points from that. So she quite sensibly started just building another little island, at which point our friend Clark connected that island <laughs> to her new island, <laughs> making the original island just way bigger. Um, it was really quite... Lusciously mean, and also I never scored any other points in no, <laughs> real badly, real badly. But also the the cool thing about this game that we uh, observed but didn't play, we were playing with a simple version where you just get one card, and then that's like choose from these two cards. What do you want your 
this is what you have to do and this is how you score points criteria. But in the more advanced version of the game, you get two little cards and you basically get a selection of smaller cards and you get to build your own, like this is what you have to do and this is what we'll score each round, which I think might slow the game down a touch, to be honest, but it's very neat. I like that. I mean, I think you're going to suffer with those decisions, right? Because that's the key thing here is that you're deciding which of these things you're going to score at the beginning of the round. So you have to like, you've got, you've got three yeah. things. You decide one to chuck away, one you'll save and maybe have on a future round and one that you will actually score and you do it and you put it down and you start playing and immediately it's like, oh no, mm. oh no. <laughs> yeah. I've now got to just play this game for a while just trying to create something that isn't going to happen because Matt just put an orange on my <laughs> I've, just, I've just I turned your temple into an orange, yeah. a massive orange. Uh, absolutely. Really big citrus in this game. Yeah, nightmare fuel. And I mean, yeah, as well, the fact that some of these the different pieces have different slots for the buildings that can even go there. So there's one island that was actually not that small, but I realized I just ended the round quickly and immediately put a house on it. And there was only room for one house on the whole island. So everyone else was just like, what? <laughs> we can't go and get points from that beautiful little orange island with the gigantic temple-sized oranges? Uh, yeah, surprisingly neat, uh, Tiny Islands, yeah. and yeah, good fun. Worth a look if you want a little simple, light, small box with horrible head yeah, crunch. Yeah. Next up, we're going to talk about, and I've written down the names of these games on my phone, so I'm just going to double check. <laughs> yeah, just make sure so you get got, it right for the Did we play Cosmic Frog? We definitely made a yeah. bus route, Tiny Islands. Uh, and then we played, last night, we played Have You Got a Dog? I yeah. Am Going to Rob You, uh, which was made by Reiner Knizia. <laughs> It's on brand. Yeah. Uh, I believe the actual name of the game is Art Robbery, which I've got down as just Dog Rob, which dog I think Rob. is quite good. It's a game that basically just revolves around whether or not you have a dog at any given time. <laughs> yeah. We were, I, I looked at the rules. I read the rules very quickly and was thinking, oh, there's a dog in this game and maybe you'll have it and maybe you won't. But no, it's pivotal. Um, this is like a sort of, I don't know what you'd call it, a sort of hoover them up. Uh, you have a bunch it's a of... a push-your-dog. A push-your-dog. <laughs> it's a push-your-dog game. Uh, you have a big load of tokens that are placed on the table. They're all valuable art, I think. You're, like, dividing up the loot after a heist. Uh, and each player on their turn is going to try and pilfer one of those little tokens. And, you, you know, you play a card that says five, you get to take a little five token from the middle. You've now got five points. What could go wrong? The problem is, is that when there are no more fives on the table and someone plays a five card, you get to take it from that player, which means it's really mean. Unless you got the dog. <laughs> You got the dog. <laughs> you got the dog. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'll see you. Woof. Cut it. Cut it. <laughs> didn't hear that. No, nope. that was a really bad joke. Edit it out of yeah. your brains. That's the trash. That's the dregs. <laughs> Welcome to Dregtown. <laughs> I mean, this game wasn't one of uh, it wasn't one of the Doctor's finest, greatest hits. It, it won't was... go on the compilation album. No, it was it was fine. Like yeah. it was enjoyable. But I think what I really liked about it was the wooden dog token <laughs> because. It wasn't such a huge part of the game. All the dog token means is when someone plays a card that means they then get to take something from you, they don't. You get to then offer them either the work or the dog. And then they get the guard dog. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. all right. I don't know how it works. The guard dog is extremely unloyal. Uh, <laughs> but you feel, it had this sense of like, because you get to take this chunky thing and be like, ah, I'm playing a dog card, so I get to take the dog. It made you feel invincible in a way which you just weren't. Yes. And the hubris was truly wonderful. That led me, uh, somebody we were playing with, we just met, and we're like, oh, very, you know, went from polite, like, nice to meet you, a chap called Kit, to then me being like, where's your dog, mate? Where's your dog? <laughs> I thought you had a dog. As he, ha he was like, I've got your dog. And then everybody just rinsed him one after yep. another. Everyone just played all these cards and took all of his stuff. And everyone was like, where's your dog? As soon as the dog is gone, it's like open season. Yeah. It's like, dog's gone. Dog's gone, mate. 
Dog's gone. You can raid their vault as many times as you want. Uh, <laughs> We're back to frogs. <laughs> but only if you've knocked Reiner Knizia into the outer dimensions <laughs> with your powerful galactic punch. I'm oh. never letting you two play a game without me ever again. Because <laughs> I have got no idea what's happening. I Just, want them to make an expansion for Cosmic Frog, which is a fifth playable character, which is Reiner Knizia. <laughs> <laughs> Four galactic size frogs and one normal size Reiner Knizia. It's not a player character, it's just a trim around the edge of the board, which is Reiner going, yes. <laughs> the Reiner zone. Yeah, he's <laughs> holding the galaxy aloft like the turtles in Terry Pratchett. Oh. I'll play that. I'll play that. I'll play maybe that more we times did than play last night. Or maybe, maybe it was all an illusion. Um, next up on this, Roulade of Fun. A Roulade of Fun. Oh, I like that. It's very what's the next? Uh, what's the next game name, Matt? You've got that one on your phone too. That was very Great British Bake Off, wasn't it? Um, we'll cut that one out as well. Yeah? Yep. Yeah. Right. Didn't hear it. <laughs> Fun Rondel? Fun Rondel. Keep no. it board games? Okay. All Fun right. Ron. Next game that we will be talking about today on this very podcast is... We're being very sort of like efficient here, aren't we? Are we being too efficient? Maybe we are. Oh, I've just realized we forgot to do an intro to the podcast, didn't we? Did we? Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Shut Up and Sit Down podcast, the world's only podcast about board games. Board games, board games, and the people who love board games. My name is Matt Lees. board games? Yeah, (laughs) it's about board games. It's a podcast. I'm joined by Ava Foxfor. Hi, I'm Ava Foxfor. I think I'm about board games, but I don't know who these jerks are. (laughs) (laughs) And Tom Brewster. I'm a jerk who knows board games. Let's start the podcast. Woo! We're so good at this. And then the thing is, right? The thing is, when we get back to computers, we can change the order and make it so that bit goes like before some of the other bits. Yeah. Or we can make it go even later. Yeah, we can put <laughs> Yeah, we make it like appear like 10 minutes after, but we keep that laughter in. We could make Should we a do a circular bar? podcast. <laughs> we, we can make an infinite podcast. You press play and it loops over and over and over again. That'd be great. And if you enter the Rhino zone, then you get sent back to the start (laughs) again. (laughs) But you come back with new powers. The next game we're going to talk about today (laughs) is... I quit. (laughs) (laughs) That's reasonable. This game, I've written down the name of this game, is French Dreams and How to Fix Them. (laughs) Uh, This game is called Nicodemus. 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 It's a game about fixing dream machines... In France. France. The, it's not the, in, no. The embarrassing thing here is this is one I did play and I still don't know what was going on in it. <laughs> well, I think the scores at the end of the game definitely reflected that. <laughs> uh, so in this game, you're two competing apprentices of a mad French dream magician. I think, I think. so. I think Nicodemus is uh, some sort of figure from some sort of... Yeah, Wikipedia here. Check <laughs> me out. <laughs> it seemed like all of you knew exactly who he was, so I'm glad that you don't. I didn't. I was just, it's just this old dude that was like, oh, I'm dying now. You need to take him to my dream factory. I'm like, yeah, all right, mate. Yeah, all right. Get some cubes. Time to make some dreams uh, out of cubes. <laughs> I'll do some cubes, sure. You have two conveyor belts mm-hmm. on which dreams, dream machines, are slowly descending into a giant chomping mouth. Mm-hmm. You must fix those machines before they perish. <laughs> Um, that's, yeah, that's enough, really, that's isn't it? it? That's it. Yeah, that's, that's, the, uh, that's the game. It was all right. I don't know how to describe this thing, because it's kind of like, it's got elements of, like, euro games where you're sort of spending resources to fix machines and you score points for them, but also, like, it's kind of a duel mm. where you're trying to fix machines before someone else can fix them. But all that, we should explain this before anything else, all the art is really weird. Yeah. It's yeah. all kind of, like, nautical, but also kind of steampunky or kind of, like, 
I don't know, mechanical? Yeah, it's all like, what if uh, animals merged with uh, machines, buildings, or just household appliances, I guess. Yeah, what if a dog was a whisk? <laughs> I, I got really... <laughs> it's asking the questions that everyone else is afraid to. <laughs> it's for, you know, it's the, welcome, thank you for listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I got really upset on my like first move because I was like, oh, I figured out how to build something. I'm going to build a bird with a building. And then Matt was like, no, you've got that wrong. You can't do that. Yet. Yeah, you can't build that I got bird. got really upset that I didn't have enough charcoal to build it. Yeah, you, were, you, you really wanted to build really a big build bird that, that had a building, a, bird on its with back. a building on it. But then, then I was like, like, but you can build this, this little crab that has a castle on his back. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's all right. It's got a building on it. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> you were quite it. happy about that. Or maybe yeah. you can build the rhino food truck. You know, there's loads of options in Nicodemus, there the weird dream game. There was a fish with a bum for a mouse. <laughs> I don't think that's strictly true, but I, 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 dreams are always open to interpretation. <laughs> and as I said at the time when playing it, you know, it's, it's very normal to have games where it's about dreams, but it's weird it was entirely about my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like this a lot, actually. It was odd, although it is quite funny, however, when it's like, it's a game about dreams. It's like, imagine the most weird things. And it's like, actually, it's like, I'm back at school. <laughs> what if I'm at my normal job, but someone from my old job is in the office there as well? <laughs> Just me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, unicorn robot people. Fine, have fun I, with your dreams. I think it's slightly, there's something about the fact that like it's a game that's themed around dreams and there's a big dream eating machine and you're fixing broken dreams and turning them into these beautiful, there's these powerful, weird, surrealist drawings. And it's like, what are you trying to do? It's like, well, I need to get enough charcoal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some copper. <laughs> Um, and yeah. then I can fix the bum shark. <laughs> and that's how I can fix the bum shark. What I liked about this was it was nippy. You had nice little choices. And it had a fun thing of the cards being in your hand that you then placed onto this conveyor belt, which was really one conveyor belt with a teleporter in the middle of it. Oh, yeah. of course. <laughs> but as soon as you did that, you didn't get that card. You just played it and did a thing with it. But then usually that meant the other player then had the opportunity if they wanted to and could to immediately buy it and build yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So it was this thing of, you go, oh, this is cool. I want this. And yep. it's like, but I might play it and then they have it. And this back and forth I thought was really interesting, especially when you had this weird system where every time you fixed a machine, it then added something to your like, economy that basically meant suddenly you were rich and you could, oh, I could buy all of this stuff mm -hmm, for free mm -hmm. because of all these cool machines I've fixed. But then as soon as you had four, you had to trash three of them immediately. Yes. So it had this really weird arc of going from being like, I'm the richest person in the world. And then being like, I'm so poor. How do I play the game? <laughs> Could you spare a single wood yeah. for my dreams? I need to build this dream of a, a sparrow on a golden egg <laughs> with a house on its head. There we go. I was going to say, that seems quite tame. <laughs> and whisks for dogs. There we go. Uh, I don't really have much to say about this game other than that it's weird and that it was kind of fun. I, I liked it. I thought it was weird. It was fast and it had some horrible little rules reeled away from it. I liked that you had a very limited amount of uh, stuff in the economy, like in terms of like, so if you tried to hoard things, it didn't pan out well for you because yep. the rule was that if at any point you need to take a resource and there aren't any in the bank, you just take it from the other player, <laughs> which is just like, that's horrible. But I like that a lot. It's good. It's good. Sometimes it's I was like, horrible. I don't even need any gold, but Ava's yeah. got all of it. So I'm just going to get some gold and take it <laughs> off of it. It's like, I'm living my best life. I'm kind of incapable of having an opinion about this game because I feel like just for the entire thing, my brain didn't, my brain wouldn't, my brain couldn't, my brain shouldn't, my brain... <laughs> I had no brain for this game. <laughs> and so I was just basically watching Matt like repeatedly slap me <laughs> with a set of rules. <laughs> like, yeah, I felt bad. I just, I just no, shot no. up the thing and I was like, yeah, you got about four points. You did catch up towards the end. because I, a, li a little bit. I definitely little hit bit. a point where when, I, when my economy stopped because all of my dream machines had to go into the bin. 
Uh, and then you took like two turns to get something and I immediately stole it. And that was quite fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice that we were playing this because it's a two player game. We played it kind of in parallel. And there was a nice moment where we sort of went over and went, how's your dream machine going, buddy? <laughs> and normally it went pretty well. Like you were having a great time. I was having a very bad time. My dream machine did not work at all. Sometimes dreams are not what you need. Whoa. I think what we've learned. Buy my self-help book. <laughs> <laughs> Called give up on your dreams. Give up on your dreams and help me do mine. <laughs> That's a good book. I'll write that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> finally, we are going to have a little chat. Chat. <laughs> and there he is. <laughs> Welcome to the stage, Tiny Book Big Man. Uh, we're going to talk about a game called The Court of Miracles, which I think really is like one of those things where you go to like... Um, a horrible seaside town in England yeah. and it's like the sunniest place in Britain and you look at it and it's like <laughs> horrible and bleak and you think you're going to die. Yeah. I think calling that this game The Court of Miracles is a bit like that because yeah. really it should be called Blackpool. It was pretty grim. <laughs> I think we were making it grim. I think we made it grim. I yes. Think I was talking to someone beforehand and apparently this is like a region of Paris like an area in Paris that was like famously ruled by nasty sorts. And so the Court of Miracles was always what it was called, but it was an ironic name. Ah, so like, yeah. well, there we go. But it, effectively, if you just said, it's the bit of Paris that was like Blackpool <laughs> in, me in the medieval time. I quite like Blackpool. <laughs> There's some really, there's oh, some no, really no, nice yeah. art installations. Blackpool has a, has a place. No, no Blackpool hate. If anyone, anyone here from Blackpool? Okay. There we go. We can edit that last bit. <laughs> no, They're all having rubbish. a great time in Blackpool. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I hate Blackpool. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, shut up and sit down, uh, podcast listener. Unfortunately, the podcast recording cut out after our reckless Blackpool bashing. I don't know what went wrong. The recording just stopped being. We talked a good chunk about Court of Miracles and drowning our workers in this quite mean hybrid of worker placement and area control, but unfortunately that discussion is lost to the ether. We're probably going to talk about the game on another podcast soon, but not this time. And that's the end of the podcast. Isn't that weird? Isn't this weird? Isn't this a strange way to finish out a podcast? Matt told me I needed to think of something like funny or creative to close the podcast out, but I couldn't think of anything. M maybe, maybe the best thing to do is imagine a good podcast ending. That'll save us both time and it'll save me a lot of work and thinking. Just imagine laughing. Maybe treat yourself to a little chuckle now, be it in your car or on public transport or while doing the dishes, like you are, Dave. Listening to the podcast while doing the dishes, Dave, isn't it? Lovely. Maybe you can leave a comment on shutupandsitdown.com. Maybe you can leave the best, most creative ending to the podcast. And that ending can be canonized as like as like the, 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 the true ending, the, the, the pure white world tendency ending, um, something like that. Doesn't, doesn't that sound good? We'll be back next week with regular podcasts, but until then, I'll just I'll just crank up the outro music. Here it comes. Here it comes. Just coming out now, getting a bit louder in the background. It's been building up and up and up, and then sort of in a moment, it's going to get to that bit where it goes... Bleep!